Hey, what's up, everybody? We're talking to Royal Wendy. Details today, all that and more on Black Hollywood Live's Conversations. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live Conversations. Megan, will you take Harry to be your husband? Will you love him, comfort him, honor and protect him? And forsaking all others, be faithful to him as long as you both shall live. I will. And will you, the families and friends of Harry and Meghan, support and uphold them in their marriage now and in the years to come? As we stand, let us pray for Harry and Meghan. I'm your host, Daryl Christian. Joining me today is the beautiful Courtney Stewart. Thank you, Daryl. Hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> and we have a very special guest today. We're excited. As you see, we saw the clip of the royal wedding, and we have the psychic to Meghan Markle today. Richard Wynn is with us in the house. Welcome. Welcome, welcome Richard. Welcome. Thank you, You Darryl. are the man Hello. in the man. Nice to have you. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> we're excited you. to have you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and were you, of course, like 20, tw- 29.2 million other Americans watching the royal wedding at what, 4 a.m.? 4 5 a.m. on Saturday? Well, we got up at 3. 3, 3-ish? Three I, I most certainly was. <laughs> you have a lot of history with this because uh, you were the one who actually predicted Megan and her wedding to Prince Harry. Well, I told her she'd be in England. I saw her in London, and I told her I did not mention Harry, but I told her that there was lots of luck and romance in London. Ah. Ooh. So how did this relationship start with, with Megan? How did you initially meet her? Well, one of Megan's very close friends, uh, who was at the wedding, um, was a client of mine, and she told um, Megan about me, actually two of her friends. So it was all word of mouth. All word of mouth. Okay, so, okay, so, because this is, so, like, so many good <laughs> right. details with this. So, uh-huh. you sit, you meet her, and you say, hey, you know, do, do you have, how's your process go? Do you, you know, get a, a initial feeling from someone when you meet them, or do you take an item from them and, and take that? And, and how does it work? How, how does it work? Like, how does your whole psychic vision work? <laughs> well, I hold things. I do psychometry where I work with objects. Like, I would hold your a ring or your glasses and maybe even your cell phone. Oh. And I would just get a feeling... It's not that I hear voices or see things. I just get a feeling, and I'll just write down spontaneously whatever comes through. I don't like to think too much. Once I feel like it's not coming through naturally, I go right into the reading. Some people, I start writing a whole page, and other times I'll just get a few things, and then I know that it's not coming naturally, and I say, I'm just going to go with this, and whatever comes through, the Holy Spirit will just reveal. Oh, wow. All right. So when Megan came in, when was it the first meeting that you had with her that you felt this London love affair vibe? Did it take some time after knowing her, seeing her a couple times? How did that work? Well, that's an interesting question, uh, Courtney. I actually did tell her the first time wow. uh, that I, I told her that she, I saw her traveling to London and she said that uh, she liked London and she liked British people. And I told her, I said, you know, I see British people all around you. And uh, she smiled, and she said, well, I like London. (laughs) (laughs) So that's um, a a little prediction, I guess, right there. 
And then just when she when you said that to her, what was her initial reaction to it? She she obviously said she likes. London she people, she but. just kind of laughed it off, and she, you know she told me she really liked it. She liked British uh, people. She she um, liked it. And then so how did this start? So when was like your first initial moment of knowing that you had this gift? You know, did, was this at a very young age that you started to kind of fill this gift? And and how did you initially even know? Well, I would say things um, just out of the blue to my parents, and I'd say, uh, Courtney's coming to town. They'd say, oh, we haven't heard from her for years. And i go, no, Mom, she's coming to town. I just feel we're going to see her. And they'd just dismiss me like I was a crazy kid. <laughs> and then two weeks later, the phone would ring. Hey, this is Courtney. I'm in town. You know, I want to come over and see you guys. And she'd say, oh, okay. Or she, I, she, you would tell me that you lost something, and I could say, well, you didn't really lose it. Uh, look underneath the seat in your um, bedroom. And you'd call me up and say, wow. I found it there. How did you know? I found a lady had a, a come to me once. She had a diamond ring that she had lost for 10 years. And I had never been in her apartment. And I described her as a pack rat. And I told her that her um, apartment was filthy. And un if she'd look under the one of the beds that she had, I said, you'll find this ring. And she found it. Oh, wow. wow. So like you knew so as a kid you know you're sort of getting these ideas yeah. and things you don't really know. How did you hone it and sort of channel it into a way that you could do it professionally and talk to other people really about it focused? <laughs> well, it was a little scary cuz I got in my um uh oops, in my travels, sorry about that. In my travels I um uh, I was always uh, in, in different jobs, people would ask me things, and I was in the music business, and mm -hmm. constantly people would come and ask me questions, and I'd run into them later on, they'd say, you know, I saw you six months ago, and you said I'd meet this one and that one, and I told you I didn't know anyone like that, and wow, I'm dating her now. Wow. Or, and things, or, you know, or you said I changed my job, and I told you I loved my job, and you said, oh, something's going to happen, and I had a fight with my boss, and I walked off, and I got a better job. And things would happened so I it went on until I was in my late 30s and I was still an active songwriter I wrote for Motown Records wow. and I wrote for an artist named Tata Vega and I, even though I had a modicum of success by the time I was in my late 30s I realized that I thought my days of winning a Grammy and everything all my dreams I, I just didn't feel like I could support myself that way and I yeah. started going to psychics myself really yes and what were some of the things that psychics were telling you well time? most of the psychics I went to were um, not good some told me to buy uh, I'd go to gypsy psychics and told me to buy uh, candles because of the family curse and uh, all these things and I went to a bunch of bad psychics until I discovered two women. And they were um, rivals, but somewhat friendly. And they were really good. And one died. And the other one that I'm still friends with is born on my birthday. Mm. And uh, I would go to her. And at the, after I got to know her, I'd say... Um, I'd pay her when I would be leaving. I said, can I hold your ring? Can I hold your watch? And she said, okay. And then I'd start telling her random things. And when I'd go back for another reading, she would say to me, you know, you tell me last time you were here, you'd, I'd meet a person named Fred, and wow, I'm dating this guy, Fred. You said he'd be a lawyer. He's an attorney. And, and so wow. 
I kept going to her for years saying I can't get a job because I didn't have the computer skills that were popular at the time and the computer had just come in and I was like, oh my God, I don't type well um, and I, I couldn't get a good job. So she said, you're supposed to do psychic readings. I go, no, I can't because I was in the church and I, I was the, in the church, the minister told me he knew I had the gift and they used to say, call me a prophet. Mm. And they would call for many years when I did my first business card, which this original psychic said, I'm going to launch you as a reader and I'm going to give you some of my clients. What do you want on the card? And she said, psychic, clairvoyant, seer. And I said, no, no, no. The people in the church, well, I can't do that. I'm, you know, but I'm a prophet. And so I became prophet win. And that was my Probably. name, and yeah, it was my name for many years until I moved down to San Diego last year, and I got some very threatening phone calls um, from people saying uh, bad things about the prophet, and, and they were really scary calls, and oh, wow. so. I was advised to take the prophet oh, wow. um, off the car. They didn't like that name. That yeah, name. yeah, they didn't like it. It scared people. But I, in L.A., I was known mostly as Prophet Wynn. Uh, a lot of people didn't even know my name, Richard. They would say Prophet Wynn. Sounds like a rapper name. I know, almost. right? <laughs> you, got, you, got, you, got, you got street cred on that. That's a hip-hop name. Right, you got some street cred. I'm a hip-hop guy. But the thing is, they, they just didn't get it. So I, when I finally got the cards, she gave me some of her uh, clients that I wasn't um, that she didn't want anymore. And the first week, I got very good response. And people would say, oh, you're really good. Um, uh, give me your cards. And I kept giving cards out. And before I knew it, I only thought it was going to uh, get me through a, a little rough spot in my life, and then I would go back to music or get a really good job, and it just didn't work out that way. 33 years later, I'm still wow. doing readings, wow. and in the course of the journey, I started getting celebrities and famous directors, and uh, I worked with the LAPD uh, briefly. Um, I've uh, worked with detectives, um, celebrities... Everyday housewives, and now men are coming. For many years, I never had men. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'd have a lot of women and uh, very interesting stories. People will tell me everything. I usually re find out, you know, through the reading, I'll reveal things to them, and then people sometimes will purge themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's very interesting work because I'm like a psychic, uh, a life coach, and a therapist, all rolled up in one. And if anything, I give people hope. Well, what are some of the things, that, what's the difference that men ask versus women ask when they're getting their readings? Well, women usually want love, uh, love and, you know, children love. Um, and now uh, lots of women are really coming just for career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they're, you know, and the men are usually like uh, career uh, things, partners, is, could they trust the partner? Or, you know, maybe does the wife know they're cheating with somebody? Or something like that. <laughs> Real juicy. <laughs> no, they, they'll tell me things, and I'm, I hold things, and people have given me everything from one uh, stripper came to me once, and this was uh, shocking. She walked in. I didn't know she was a stripper. It was a pouring rainy day, and they said on the news not to go out. And this girl had an appointment four days in advance, and it was late in the afternoon, Knock, knock at the door. I open up the door, and she was breathtakingly beautiful, all wet and everything. She comes in, and I said, oh, my God, uh, 
first of all, I, she looked like a young Elizabeth Taylor, and I was like, oh, oh my wow. God, this girl is beautiful. She sits down, I make her some tea, and I said, you know, dear, I hold things. Is there something of yours that means a lot to you that I can hold? And she took off her sweater, she ripped off her bra, she handed me the bra, and she said, oh, I hope I'm not offending you. And <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> I might be in the wrong industry. Wow. <laughs> hey, it's a lot to it. <laughs> hey, it's close to home. <laughs> but, I, but I've held everything, you know. Uh, one woman gave me a jar, and she, I was holding it, and then she said, oh, he was so wonderful, and it was her dead somebody in the jar. Oh, wow, and, the you know, ashes. Yeah, wow. ashes, and, you know, some people give me all kinds of things. Wow. Yeah, one woman gave me a beautiful ring once, and I held the ring, and I said to her, I could feel when my arm goes cold or I immediately know that something negative is going on, either death, illness, or a breakup. And so I said, I think there's... Uh, and she was very pregnant. And oh. I said, I, I feel like something's ending now in your life. I Like an ending, you know, I feel your mourning and something's going on. Like I said, uh, like you're ending a relationship. And she said, yes. He left me for this. And she showed me a picture of this um, person that uh, was um, um, somebody that um, in those days people didn't understand that transgender community. Oh. And, and, she, and she said, look at what he left me for. And I said, oh. And then at the end of the reading... I went to give her back the ring, and she threw the ring on the floor. <laughs> and she said to me, I don't want it. <laughs> and, and she stormed out, and I got a lot of things from that ring, so I still have the ring. But, uh, but it was a lot, of, a lot of interesting things come, and many people come back repeatedly. I'm, I'm, well, sure. I'm sure they do. And I used to tape the readings. People would tape them, uh, and many times they would come with a cassette, or they would come back. I always suggest people write the highlights yeah. of the thing. And sometimes, like, there was once a, a well-known radio host, <clears throat> a TV radio host, that is no longer on television, um, okay. but uh, she was a blonde. And uh, she uh, came to me once, and she was very... She called me from another state, and she was very um, skeptical. And she said, oh, I'm coming to L.A., and I've heard about you, and I want to come for a reading. So she came, and she wasn't as nice. I always watched her show. I was a big fan. But when she came, she wasn't that nice. And at the end of the reading, she said she didn't recognize anything I said. And uh, it was all, I wouldn't go there. I don't know this. I don't know that. And, and I felt really bad. And I didn't watch her show after that for a long time. And I came back home one day, and they had those old-fashioned... Um, answering machines that you had to listen to all the messages and I put it on and there she was right uh, in December a few weeks before Christmas and she said oh this is so and so you were right on the money oh, oh wow yeah she said um, so many things you said I looked at my paper and so many things you know happened and sometimes my time frame may be a little off but sometimes I'm on the mark yeah. like but uh, with Megan, I saw her in London. I didn't uh, uh, see Harry, um, but I did see uh, her having a good time there, and I said it would be a romantic good time. And how much in advance had you said that to her prior to her getting married? Uh, well, getting married, uh, well, I saw her in 2016. Okay. 
uh, for a few times. Oh, okay. so she, and so, she met him in and, yeah, 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 and started dating right at the end of the year. Yes, yes. Wow. I met her in the beginning of 2016. Wow. Wow. That's a prediction right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was the uh, end of um, January. Now, I would assume now that a lot of people are coming to you because of this prediction and they, your, your name is out there. And mm. I know you've worked with a lot of celebrities, like you were mentioning, um, also Julian Huff and, and also uh, Laura Prepon. And our oh, no, I haven't worked with my. I think you're getting Spencer Barnes. Oh, okay. But, but how I got to him was through Megan, who is very psychic. Megan said to me, the last time I read for her, she was at the door and just about to leave, and she said, you need to meet Spencer Barnes. And I said, well, who is he? And she said, oh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a celebrity makeup artist. He's one of the best in all the world, actually. Mm -hmm. And he, um, she said, I just know you two are going to be really good friends. And he and I are like best friends. And she sent him to me for readings, and he became a, a client, and uh, he's become a, a wonderful friend, uh, and like a brother that I never had. He's oh, he's wow. great. And yeah. and that was the last time I ever saw her, and he did her makeup for seven years. Yeah. When she was doing suits, suits and all of her mm-hmm. magazines. I don't know if he did it on the set of suits, but he did all of her magazines and um, uh, promotions, and... Uh, but after uh, that, uh, she disappeared from his life, too. We both haven't seen her. Oh, wow. Well, we, well, we know where she is. We know where yeah. we can find her. We know where you can find her. Well, I've gotten regards to her recently through the uh, friend who introduced her to me, who also married a British guy who's living in London, and they're hanging out together. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then, so when you get the information, so you said you get kind of a cold feeling if it's going to be something negative. Do you share both sides of information with people because I know some psychics don't like to give negative information they only share you know what is more positive I I try to couch it in a very gentle way (laughs) you know like I had a lady a couple of days ago and I know her marriage is going down the tubes I just know it and I told her in a very nice way and she started crying but then she said I was right Yeah, she 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 said to me that she uh, she came because I guess she just wanted to hear it from somebody else. Yeah, Yeah. and she's at the point where she hasn't filed for the divorce, but it's all in in her mind. She's got her foot out the door. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I I told her I said you have one foot out the door. But sometimes I there was a man that came to me once. uh, I I was uh, I told him I never met him, and I said you know there's something not right with your health. And he said, you're very negative, and uh, he didn't want to hear anything negative. I didn't come here to hear that. Um, And I go, well, I just feel maybe you should get a checkup or something. I don't know exactly what's wrong with you, but something isn't right. And the person who sent him to me called me the next week. He was in his early 40s, and this person called me and said, do you know he dropped dead? And, wow. I, and I and and they said, did you, you know, pick up anything about that? And I said, I, yeah. I said he got really nasty and called me negative, and because I told him his health, I said I feel there's something wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. So I try to be nice about it, but some people don't want to hear the truth. Some people just want you to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. How do you deal with sort of the weight of other people's yeah. energy all the time? 
Wow, you know, that's a good question, Courtney, because it exhausts me yeah. physically. Sure. And I, I'm 72 and a half, and I take a lot of vitamins, and I take a, <laughs> <laughs> and I take a prayer walk every day. That's yeah. how I do it. I mm -hmm. walk every day, and I just, like, you know, take, leave my phone turned off, and I just pray and walk. Okay. But it does mm -hmm. uh, take a lot of your life force away. And I try to, you know, some people say put the white light around you. and everything. I just ask the Lord to... to help me. I want to help people, mm -hmm. but also there are vampires. Sometimes you get sure. certain clients are like, you can feel good energy and sometimes, I've had a few that were very, you know, you could feel like bad stuff with them. Yeah. And sometimes the devil comes looking good too. Yeah. They'll come yeah. looking, you know, but most of the people that come are very good mm -hmm. and nice people. Does that ever make you nervous though? Like if I if I was, you know, reading someone or, or, or someone came to see me and I see automatic negative energy, does that make you kind of not want to give them their reading? You know, it might, it might freak me out a little bit. Um, it, well, there was only one time there was a lady who came and I really didn't feel much good from her or anything. And I told her right up front, I said, you know, I, I'm really not getting that much on you and I don't really want to take your money and whatever. Yeah. And I try to get her out, but then she, I said, well, the other thing is you could just ask me questions if you want and I'll give you my answer. Mm -hmm. So she opted for that. And I never saw her again, but uh, but I was glad when she left. But some, most of the people are good, you know. Yeah. And I I sage my apartment every so often. Sage is very key. <laughs> I need to sage right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. <laughs> sage away. So I'm curious too, because you've mentioned you know the church and the Lord and a lot, and growing up and stuff in, in my cultural, my family, psychics are kind of something you're not supposed to right. be involved yeah. with. And you mentioned how you were called the prophet to begin with because people thought you had, you know, vision in church. Mm -hmm. How did you sort of, was there any sort of division in your world and in your mind about those things in the beginning? And did you have any trouble coming from church with it? And then how did you sort of reconcile that? Okay, well, you know, I, I felt like because I'm a gay man and I would be in the, um, the church and I felt like I had to hide that part of my life and mm -hmm. I would see a lot of hypocrisy in the church yeah, yeah. and sister so-and-so was sleeping with this one, the yeah. deacon was with this one. <laughs> exactly. So I began to think, well, you know, um, and I went to the pastor and I had counseling with him. I had the coolest pastor and uh, he had been in Vietnam and uh, he was a really cool guy and I told him, he knew I was my whole story mm -hmm. and I said to him I have this gift and he said they always would ask me in the church they'd say um, do you have a word of prophecy for anyone in the congregation mm -hmm. sometimes I would I'd say oh I think sister sister is going to have a baby and, oh yeah I want a baby and you know, it's like I would pick up stuff you know and mm -hmm. so um, he, I told him I was um, thinking of doing this and if he thought it was wrong to that if people were giving me love offerings and whatever yeah. you called it, it's a matter of semantics. Yeah. And so <laughs> so I, so I so he said green light on it. And then I, I talked to a couple of very devout people that I used to go to Bible study with and they were um and they understood me and they said, Well, as long as you tell people your gift comes from the Lord and you try to I don't proselytize religion, but I always start my sessions with a prayer, unless it, once in a while you get somebody who says, I'd rather not do that. Yeah. Okay, well, fine, then we don't have to do it. Um, but mm -hmm. most of the people, whatever religion they are, they'll say, okay, yeah, that'd be nice. And they actually like the prayer. 
and they call me a prayer warrior. A lot of them text me like Nish has seen, like uh, my manager has seen that a text that they have um, sent me that they really like the prayer, that, that it has helped them. Some of the biggest celebrities in town will come and they'll, they'll say the prayer helped them more than anything. You got all these cool alias names, a prayer warrior, <laughs> prophet wind, you know. <laughs> well, I try to spread it, you know, because we all have gifts, and yeah. I feel like my gift comes from God, and I actually pray before the uh, the sessions that God would uh, keep me accurate and truthful. Yeah. And if I, you know, and try to help some, that they'll glean something positive mm-hmm. out of the session, you know, and that's how I try. And then you're also working on a TV show and a book. So tell us more about that. Well, um, these things are sort of in development, as they say. Um, everything's <laughs> yeah. in development. Everything in LA is in development. <laughs> we yeah. know that. We know that very well. <laughs> so uh, so I, that's all I can say is everything's in development. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Something coming soon. Something coming yes. soon. Well, is there any, could you give us like a little insight on what it may be around the subjects of either one or or what well we're playing with different um um concepts but possibly an international theme Ooh, we like we like that yes like transcontinental maybe something with london oh. <laughs> okay. All right. possibly and then uh, you you know you walked in the room and you saw us do you feel any energy around courtney and i is there any anything that you feel you got uh, immediate. You got, did you get an immediate you know daryl's gonna win a million dollars when he leaves out of here. well i feel very good energy here <laughs> I, and i i just feel i really feel Feel television. Okay. I think it's going to go to TV. Mm. And they think. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I really see you guys on TV, and I think you're both beautiful, and I see you charismatic, and really having doing this on TV. Oh, I, love, I love that. I yes, love that. I, I see a big show. And I also <laughs> see a lot of, I see a really, I'm not just saying that, I feel both of you are going to have the love jackpot. Uh-oh. Yeah. Courtney, you just made Courtney's day, yeah. by the way. I think Courtney may have passed out. <laughs> he didn't just say, he the, said love uh, jackpot. jackpot. It's the right. love jackpot. That's a good love. That's a good love. That's a good love right there. That's real love right there. That's Mary J. Blige love the love jackpot. Yeah, it's very true. Claim that too. Claim it. Claim yes, it. All right. Where can fans find you on social media and all that fun stuff? I'm sure you're getting a lot of requests now. So yes, I am, and I love to help people. And they can go to Richard Win, like when you win the lottery. W I N one N, and Richard Win at. Um, uh, dot com. RichardWayne.com. That's pretty yes. easy. Right, and do you have any on. lasting words for Megan? If you know, maybe she's watching the show today. And... Well, I, she might be. Megan, I adore you, um, and I wish you tons of happiness, you and Harry. And I hope the baby's on its way. Oh, and, yes. uh, and, they did say they want to. Do you sense the baby on the way? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I said I hope the baby's. On its way. <laughs> he hopes. He hopes. <laughs> and and um, all the best. I hope to see you in London. All right. Awesome. Courtney, where can fans find you? I'm everywhere on the social media at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Dario Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Richard has been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. You. Thank, you. Thank you for coming in. Love that you came in today. <laughs> and uh, we'll Thank see you. you guys soon. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. 
For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.